You're listening to The Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove and Justin Domashevitz. We're live from a new location. Brand new. Yeah. For on, once. On site at a Super Bowl party, which you may be able to hear a little bit of going on in the background. Yes. Uh, we were watching that <laughs> Super Bowl and enjoyed that game quite a bit with some friends and family. But we wanted to make sure we at least do some kind of local sports coverage for this week. So here we are live. This is the scrimmage, by the way. I'm Justin yes. Domashevitz. I'm Daniel, Daniel Hargrove. Here with me as well. And we are. Andrew Producer left. Yeah, Andrew was like, I'm tired. Yeah. I don't want to be with you guys anymore. We've been together for four hours. Yeah, I gotta wake up at three. Yeah. Or two, something yeah. like that. But we're brought to you by Spivey Realty Group and the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz, no relation. What's the A stand for? And we have some local stuff to talk about. We got a goals update. We've got an update from um, Aberdeen Swimming Districts, which is real exciting news. And we're going to talk a little bit of basketball before we wrap it up. Let's start with the goals update. Um, Saturday, the Grays Harbor Goals FC Academy had three teams in action. The boys uh, U11 team played in their first game of the season, and this is their first season together, and they played well, but despite their 3-5 to five loss, they're always positive. Um, and, they, and Coach Daniel is looking forward to their next game. Two goals scored by Levi and a beautiful free kick goal from Ansel. Um, and I did get a video of that. It was an awesome goal. The B13 were playing on the road. Um, they had two home matches. First, the goals B10 hosted Thurston County United. Uh, TC started off strong, scoring in the first two minutes. The goals, who were severely outsized, immediately answered back a minute within a minute as Jordan broke through the defense and scored on a break. Um, Thurston County answered back again, scoring another just minutes later. And at that point, the goals had had enough of it. Enough. Had enough. Enough that. They turned on the offense and went to work, scoring three more times <laughs> in the first half and two in the second half to pick up a 6-2 to two win. They played as a unit and owned the game. Goals from Jordan with the hat trick. So three goals for Jordan. Grayson, Manny, and Julian each had a goal and assists from Jordan, two assists there. Uh, Liam and Manny also had an assist. The B10 is playing up north against Seattle today. Uh, we didn't... Is that what the next one is? I was going to say, I can read that one if you want. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, the other home game today, they had the goals B05 or U19 team. They were at Stewart Field versus Nortac Sparta SC. Sparta, that sounds intimidating. The last time <laughs> these two teams faced off, it was a nil-nil draw in Tacoma. The goals, feeling they had too many missed opportunities that game, were set on finishing the job this time around. The first goal of the game started with Hank Dolman. Oh, author of the uh, Hank trick. Yes, before. Yeah. right. As he settled the ball midway through the first half and hit a banger from 45 yards out over the outstretched Sparta keeper. 45 <laughs> yards! Talk about a banger. Jeez. And just under the crossbar for a beautiful goal. That video sent earlier. That 
Um, so we'll have to post that or share that or yeah. something. Um, it was 1-0 at half. Into the second half, the goals went on to score three more, including a nice set piece from Gio to Gio with Gio Torres heading it in <laughs> down into the corner from 10 yards out. Final score, goals for Nortex Sparta, nil. Jazir Arenal picks up his second shutout of the season and his second versus Nortec. Goals from Hank Dolman, Elmer Torres, Gio Torres, and Edgar Seja. Assists from Juan Serrano, Gio Torres, and Gio Castillo. The goals next matchup is on the 24th versus Mount Rainier FC. Interesting scenario because the goals are two points out of first place with one game left in the season. So the 24th is a must win over Mount Rainier, who they previously beat 9-2. to They also need Thurston County to tie or lose to Nortac on the 24th to secure the league title. In the event of a points tie, the goals have the edge thanks to a goal differential. Nice. Uh, the goals girls 05 team had a bye week this week. Next up for them will be the Copa Surf February 17th, 18th, and 19th, 19th at Starfire Sports. If they win, they will advance to nationals Ooh. in San Diego. San Diego. Discovered by the Germans. Yeah. Loosely which translated we, means we can't say that. Yeah, on can't the show. say that on the show. It's a good quote. <laughs> uh, but they <laughs> literally to, it means Saint Diego. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. Uh, the goals wanted to nominate Jordan for Athlete of the Week with his three-goal, two-assist performance in their game. Uh, he said, one thing to remember about it is it's the Premier League, and it's a highly competitive league. So that's a really huge accomplishment for Jordan there. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we, they send us goal, uh, videos every once in a while. we got to figure out a way to make sure that those get posted. Absolutely. Um, and then moving on to... District swimming for Aberdeen. This is a lot of exciting news. So they had a great, great, great district meet. Um, so they had three event district titles. Um, Zeke Olson, we talked about last week, he won in diving, um, and that just counted towards their total, but he did that last week. The 200-yard medley relay, which was a team of Tyler Bates, Zeke Olson, Jacob Halleck, and Denny Linker, um, and then the 100 backstroke won by Tyler Bates, and Tyler was also second in the five or the 50 freestyle. Denny was second in the 200 individual medley, and that's his second consecutive state berth in that event. Um, that foursome also combined to finish second in the 400 freestyle relay. Now, the the real exciting news out of this was that. The Aberdeen Boys Swim Team, which also has Hoquiam kids on it, won the district title. That's awesome. Which they're they're they were still trying to do some research on like the full history of it, and it's kind of murky because there used to be a big combo between um, Hoquiam and Montesano and some others from the Grays Harbor area called the Buccaneers, yeah. and uh, they oh. were in three A four A. Why did Andrew have to beg out on us? He swam with the yeah. Buccaneers. Yeah, I don't know. Gosh dang um, it! But. It sounds like this may be the first ever district title for Aberdeen Swimming, which is really, really exciting. Um, they won a state title in the late 40s and the early 50s, but that was just all one classification, and they didn't do district tournaments at that time. So right. this is a historic thing for Aberdeen Swimming, and their head coach, Rob Burns, um, was named Coach of the Year 
at the end of the meet, which is super exciting. Our yeah. buddy Rob, very well deserving, but he wanted to make sure that he gave some credit to, uh, actually he said much credit to his assistant coaches, Anne Isley, Carly Giles, and Jameson Burney. Um, and he said he's humbled to have them as his assistants. So really super exciting stuff going on yeah. for Aberdeen Swimming and a Athlete of the Week nomination for Tyler Bates. Um, and let's just go through what his accomplishments were. He won the individual title in 100 backstroke. He was on the 200-yard medley relay team, which won the district title. And he was on the 200 individual medley team that won, that took second. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It was, I got the wrong one. It was the 400 freestyle relay. 400 freestyle that he took yeah, second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exciting stuff there. Not only having the relay district title, but also the individual district title for Tyler Bates. He's been, um, you know, the strongest performer on that team that's been really competitive, obviously, just winning the district title for Aberdeen. Right. That's so awesome. Like, the, the team thing, too. I mean, that is... Yeah. That's so cool, and and the recognition there for our buddy Rob. That's that's pretty sweet yeah. as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think the only other things we wanted to talk about were what's going on in district basketball. Yep. So we can start on the boys' side. We've been watching a lot of district. Basketball. We've been watching a lot of district basketball. Um, on the boys' side, we had it's a, a district four. 1A boys is extremely competitive. Yes. Um, you ended up with a district title game of the top two seeds. The number one seed out of the Trico League is Seton Catholic, and the number one seed out of the Evergreen League is Tenino. But I think the top five or six teams in this tournament are all really competitive with each other. Yep. Um, you know, we know that from Monty, Elma, and Tenino playing against each other. They're very competitive with each other. Yep. And we saw, you know, what LeCenter was able to do, pushing Elma right to the limit, although Elma ended up winning that game. We had opening round wins for Elma over LeCenter and for Monty over Stevenson. Mm -hmm. But then both of those teams lost in a district semifinal, yep. which pushed them to the lower part of the bracket. So now Monty is going to play LeCenter on Wednesday, Rochester, 7 o'clock. Elma is playing Stevenson on Wednesday in Rochester at 5.30. Yes. So if you want to go check out some basketball on Wednesday on the boys' side, you can watch Elma at 5.30 and then Monty at 7. Those are both loser-out games. But if, if they were to both win... Well, and it's at Rochester. Yeah. So, I don't know why. There's always games at Rochester, and it's always like... It's not that great of a gym. It's true. Bums me out. I, I think it might, it, in it might bum me out more because I always have reception issues when I'm broadcasting games there. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be there broadcasting at least one of those games. But it does bring up what could be really cool. Oh, yeah. Which is if Monty and Elma, and they are the higher seeds mm -hmm. in those games, not pushovers they're playing against. Nope. But they are the higher seeds. So if they win those games, they will play against each other on Saturday. At 2. At 2 o'clock in Hoquiam in a winner-to-state loser-out matchup of the East County rivalry. It doesn't get much better than that, um, but they got to get past the teams that they're at, that they have that they're playing now. Um, in, I didn't see the stats from Elma's opening win um, against LaCenter. I think I saw that Kaysen Seberg had a really good game. Like, he might have had around 30 points. Um, I know in Monty's opener against Stevenson that uh, DeLon Chan had 20 points. 
Uh, Daniel, you and I broadcasted that game together. Tice Peterson had 19. Um, Peyton Domashevitz had 10. Those mm-hmm. were the top three scorers in that game. Yep. And then in Monty's game against, in their loss against Seton Catholic, DeLon Chan had 16. And Peyton Domashevitz had nine. nine. And those were the two leading scorers in that game. Um, which was not a good recipe for success because they only yeah. scored 46 points in that loss. Yeah. But we're not dwelling on that. That's no. in the past at this point. We're looking <laughs> forward to what's going to happen in the future. The Royal Mani We, right? Yeah. Yeah. We. The We. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that, I think that pretty much covers the boys' side. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, you... Well, I mean, Hoquiam did get eliminated. Oh, yeah. had the tough matchup against Seton Catholic first. Yes, and Seton and Catholic is very good. Very good. Um, and then they fell to Stevenson, mm-hmm. right? And Stevenson, we saw, was a, a good basketball team. I well, think so. I think Stevenson's a very good offensive team. Yeah, they don't play a whole ton of defense, but they'll try to create some problems for you with different matchups there. Yeah. So, uh, but Hoquiam, you know, young team, um, not a ton of depth. I think they accomplished a lot of really good things this season. You know, I think you can see some development from some of those guys, and you can see like. They're learning some lessons in certain mm-hmm. scenarios, and I right. think they're going to come back and be really strong. They got some talent there. Going to come back and be strong in the next couple of years. Absolutely. Uh, on the girls' side of things, yep. um, I've been following the Mont- Montesano girls so far in this one. Um, those two leagues are uh, very similar, I would say, um, between mm-hmm. the Trico and the Evergreen and the girls' basketball ranks as well. So yeah. the Elma Eagles actually got a win. They got the upset win over Kingsway Christian in their first round. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, they were taking on the Montesano Bulldog girls, who also got the win against LaCenter in the opening round. Um, and so then that was an, a winner-to-state game. Mm-hmm. So if the boys both move on to a winner-to-state game, this will be the second Elma Montesano winner-to-state game that we're covering. The difference here is, though, the loser still has a chance to make it to state. Montesano won that game. Oh, boy, what was the final? 37 to... I have it on my phone, but my phone's uh, recording thir- us right Are you talking now. about the Elma one? Yeah, 37-22. So Monty's moving on to state. Now they're also moving on to the district title game. They have a whole week. Yeah. to wait for until they get to that game. Elma has a game on Thursday to see if they can fight their way into playing on Saturday. Um, the the real major performer for both of the games for Montesano was uh, Evangeli Dalen, who had 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 steals in the first game. And in the second game, she had 21 points, 15 rebounds, and 3 steals. So just massive, massive performances for Evangeli. And both points, rebounds, and steals. So right now she's... She's averaging a double-double and four steals a game in districts. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. It's, it's I awesome. mean, And she averaged, I think, uh, over the regular season, she averaged something like 23 points and 13 rebounds or something like that and yeah. three steals to go with it. I remember seeing that the, her stats were crazy yep. this season. She's a really good player. It is an interesting note, Monty's uh, district title matchup with Seton Catholic here is a rematch of last year's district title matchup when Monty beat them 72 to 36 but this is a very very different Monty team they're super young um they're three best players I know I've said this a hundred times on the podcast it's freshman sophomore sophomore yep are the three players that lead their team so they they have one senior on the roster and I don't think she's played the entire year because of injury okay 
So super young. Yeah, L Elizabeth York is their I think their only senior, and she hasn't played all year because of an injury. I think she suffered in the previous season. So I would like to encourage people, like especially after seeing what the stands looked like in this last game. This was a Monty Elma game. And winner to granted, state. Winner to state. Monty Elma game. I will say the fact that wrestling districts. We're on the same yeah. day at the same time. Mm -hmm. A lot of not only people who would be there to support them, but a lot of students who are usually in the student section are wrestlers. So they weren't there. Gotcha. Um, but that makes a big difference. It was a little disheartening to see how light the stands were in this girls game. So yeah. this is, this is going to be district title. And if Elma wins their next game, then they've got a shot to play in Hoquiam that same day. Yeah. So there could but, be three local teams. Exactly. That day. Get three out. Three local games. Support these teams, especially this Monty girls team. They steamrolled the Evergreen 1A league, and now they've got a shot at the district title. So yeah. let's get out and support them. I will be there. Daniel will be there. Hopefully everyone will be there. Yes. Yeah. So we need to name a Spivey Athlete of the Week, yeah. and I think we and can wrap this up. Again, another quick shout-out to our sponsors, Spivey Realty Group, sponsor of our Spivey Athlete of the Week. Thank you so much for being our sponsor. If you need anything real estate needs, give them a call, especially my buddy Chris Pirog, who I saw today. He's your guy. Give him specifically a call, or any of them. But you could give Chris a call, too. Also, the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz, sponsor of Stump Daniel, which I got completely stumped in my picks for all the over-unders <laughs> today for the Super Bowl. You did so, bad. Not, yeah, I did bad. Thankfully, yeah. Andrew's here to do worse. No, he, Andrew beat you by one. Oh, never mind. Thank you. Thankfully, <laughs> Isaac was here to do worse. Yes, yeah. and also some of the women and children that were here did worse than you, too. Moving on <laughs> through our Spivey Athlete of the Week. There's some compelling. There is some people. Good, yeah. Because I, coming in, I thought it was Jilly all the way. Yeah. And now we have uh, to really figure out who it's gonna be between Tyler Bates, Jordan from the Gulls, and Evangeli Dalen. What's has Jordan's Jilly, last name? Uh, has I don't think that it said. I think it just okay. said Jordan. Just said Jordan. Uh, has Jilly been Athlete of the Week this basketball season? I don't think so. So I'm looking back here. That's no. volleyball. Uh -huh. No. We're in football here. Yeah. We post lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is wow. Good job. Keep. Okay. Soccer. Soccer. Hmm. There's started. a basketball. Okay. There's basketball. We started. There's Lincoln Nemi. There's Jane Roloff. Henry Nelson. Because we had two yeah. cross country. Tyler Bates Tyler was. Bates. Um. Chan and Tice. Yep, we had a couple Monty boys, then DeLon, DeLon Chan again, Man, Annie Tro, Kaysen Seberg, uh, a couple wrestlers. of Monty wrestlers, Logan Roberts and Kaya Roundtree. Yep. Um, Let's see. Oh, oh Tyson Portman yeah. from Willapaw Valley Wrestling. Kaysen Seberg. Oh, wait, that's, that's defensive. Yeah, defensive teams. And the then Tro's. Yeah, no, this is it. We have not had Jilly Dalen as Athlete of the Week. And if I was choosing between Tyler and Jilly, yeah. and I feel like the two of them, like, that's pretty even. Huge performances yep. in districts. Right. And the tiebreaker literally could be Tyler was Athlete of the Week before this season and Jilly wasn't. Right, yes. Children. And this is not to discount what Jordan did because it's awesome. Yes. Three was goals. that in one game? Yeah, three three goals and two assists in one game. Hmm. It's a toughie. Well, we and this I, this may not be fair, but we didn't give it to Elmer Torres when he had four goals and three assists. Yes. 
and we have a bias against or to games we watched. That's true. And I watched Jilly put up both of these performances. And just re repeat what Jilly's stat lines were in these games. She went for 22 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 steals in the first one. Yeah. And then 21 points, 15 rebounds, and 3 steals. Yeah. With the escalators of winner to state. In a rivalry. In a rivalry against Elma. Yeah. And she scored over a third of the entire game's points in that game. Yeah. Yeah, she did be, for both teams because both not only teams. did she score enough points to beat the other team by herself, right? Uh, oh no, but she would have lost one. by one. Yeah. She would have lost by one. Yeah. yeah, bad job, Dilly. Come you, on, Dilly. You just Jilly. combined her names. Jalen, Jilly, Dalen mashed together as Jalen. So, Jilly, if you had scored two more points, this would be an easier decision because yeah. then you would have had more than a third of the total points in the game. No, I think yep. I she think she did with, have more than a third of the total points. She just didn't beat them by just herself. Didn't beat them by herself. Okay. I think because she didn't just have one of these performances, she had two. Yeah. Both districts, one of them with the escalators of it being a rivalry game and winner to state. I think we go Jilly Dalen. I'm there. Okay. I'm with you. Plus, Jilly then Dalen. I get to say Evangeline more. I don't know yeah. why I'm like a stickler for always saying her full name. Other people are like, that's oh, Jilly. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Her parents gave her the full name for a reason. True. <laughs> you you've been a you've been a Daniel who goes by Daniel your whole life. Yeah. Exactly. Except for like this one weird little stretch where you went by Danny for a short period of time. Very short. Yeah. yeah. And now you're trying to bring it back, and I don't like it. Well, that was just, I was in a mood. Yeah. Just anyway. texted Danny. And then other people, was it Ian, was yeah. like, who's Danny? And I yeah. was like, it's Daniel. Which is the correct response. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. Mm hmm So, we're in agreement? Yeah. Our Spivey Athlete of the Week this week for her two amazing performances in the district tournament, leading them to a state berth and a district title opportunity on Saturday is Evangeli Dalen for 22 points, 11 rebounds, 5 steals, 21 points, 15 rebounds, 3 steals, and yeah, you are Spivey Athlete of the Week. We get the weirdest comments. Thank you for Francis to come, come back. Who is your favorite green person? Yeah, um, let's see. Wasn't there like a mean Joe Green who yeah. used to play defensive end somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. And anyway. Mm. Mm. That's it. Yeah. I think before the comments get too out of hand, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna go for it. Um, again, uh, congratulations to Evangeli yeah. for being our athlete of the week, and thank it's you to our time. sponsors. And I'm so <laughs> I'm so grumpy. The Chiefs won. Go Chiefs. <laughs> How do I turn this off? Happy Super Bowl Sunday. How do I turn it off? <laughs> yes. <laughs>